Welcome to the Milestone Church Podcast. Whether you are at home, on the road, or at work, we hope you find this message encouraging and helpful for your life. You can watch other messages just like this one on our website at milestonechurch.com slash messages. Well, Merry Almost Christmas, everybody. So honored to be with you today. Uh, Pastor Jeff, he's gearing up for those 21 Christmas services, so he let me, uh, he entrusted me to your care yeah, today. So glad to be with you. If you brought a guest, just tell him this. Just be like, look, he's not horrible, and he preaches a lot shorter than Pastor Jeff, right? So we got that you know, going for us today. I want to welcome those of us uh, or those of you joining us online as well, our growing online extended family out there. Thank you for tuning in. Those in video venues here, our campuses, Keller and Hasslet and McKinney, welcome all of you as well. Well, we've been in a series called Home for Christmas, and specifically, we've been talking about peace in our homes uh, this Christmas. If you have your Bibles, we're going to go to two places today, uh, Romans 12 and Matthew chapter 5. But as, before we get there, I want to go to one of the theme verses we've been looking at each week. It comes out of Luke 2, 14. It's going to be on the screen. It's also on the app as well if you want to follow in the notes. Luke 2, chapter 14 says this. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. These are some of the first words that were heralded upon the birth of Jesus, the angels, they heralded these words to some shepherds in a nearby field, peace to those on whom his favor rest. Those last three words, his favor rest. Think about those for a second. His, we know who the his is, it's Jesus. Then his favor, that he's with you, that he's for you, he loves you, and then it, it rests. It just, it just sits on you. We don't strive for it. We don't work for it. We don't earn it. Peace to those on whom his favor, it just rests. That's what I want for you this week. I want his favor, his peace to rest on you this week. And this week, above all weeks, this week, if you look at the calendar, it's probably one of the craziest, busiest, uh, most relationally intense uh, weeks of the entire year. And I know that 80% of you plus are either traveling to be with family or you have family that's coming in to be with you uh, this week as well. And I'm just saying, we've worked the last couple of weeks trying to, you know, find some peace. Let's not lose it, right, in one week. Let's not undo all the hard work <laughs> that we've been doing. But no, it's going to be tested. You're going to have extended time with your family, right? You're going to have time with your extended family. And then the kicker, you're going to have the extended time... <laughs> with the extended family this week. So we're going to put the last two weeks and today's week of messages to the test. I love what Pastor Jeff said. I think you loved it too. You just didn't laugh as hard as it is funny. But he said, this is the only time of year we choose to be around people we wouldn't normally choose to be around. <laughs> Still, you're not there. I get it. I understand. And, but we're talking about the other side of the family, just this one. So they're with you today. Okay, I get it. Yeah, this is, but it's funny. But uh other great takeaways from the series were you can't have the peace of God if you don't have peace with God. So good. How about this? We don't look for affirmation, identity, or peace from others. We receive it from Jesus so we can give it away. And this sometimes Jesus calms the storm. Sometimes he calms us in the storm. I love it. I've been loving this series. It's really timely for where we're at. 
Um, it's been a fun December all over at Milestone Church, and I just want to celebrate you guys and the Christmas compassion and what you've done, some things you know about, some things you don't know. Uh, we started off with a big single mom's blessing at our joy Christmas event. We had adopt a family where any family in our Milestone family that's in need this Christmas. We did sponsorships where you guys took care of Christmas for families. And then something we did just this last Friday night, part of Christmas compassion Partner with our toy drive, we turned Milestone Campus into a huge toy store. And we partnered with some local schools and we found some families that are facing some hardship this Christmas. We wanna make sure that their kids experienced a great Christmas. And so we had hundreds of kids and families come here on Friday night and here's what happened. As they came in and were greeted, the kids went to the kids area while the parents came in here and just were able to shop free shopping for their kids. And they picked out gifts for them and they were great gifts. You guys did a good job of donating really, really good gifts. So they got great gifts for their kids and they went and wrapped them and then they walked them out and they hit them in their car. And they came back in and picked the kids up. When they picked the kids up, what the parents don't even know is why the kids were back there a lot of our volunteers were back there and we had those kids shopping for their parents. We had a bunch of gifts back there for their parents. And so the kids are shopping for their parents and they're wrapping those gifts. And so, yeah, isn't that awesome? You get it, I'll stop talking. It's awesome, it's awesome. So thank you for your generosity and we know that every seed of kindness and love and every gift are really pointing to the greatest gift, which is Jesus. And so many of these families were saying, look, we're gonna come back for the candlelight service. And I know that they are. And uh, so thank you, Milestone, for your generosity. Really, really, really special. Let me give you the goal for today. My goal for our time together is this, that you would be able to look back a week from now and just be able to say this. I'm proud of how I represented Jesus to my family this Christmas. It's that simple. A week from now, the day after Christmas, whatever. You can look back. I'm proud of how I represented Jesus to my family this Christmas. That's my goal. And I've had good years at this. And I've had other years, <laughs> you know, of this. So I mean, just to give you an example in my story here, I don't know what you want for Christmas this year, but I've really only wanted one thing my entire life. Like, there's one gift, there's one thing that I've ever wanted. I've wanted it a long time. It started when I was a kid. I remember having breakfast with my grandpa and looking down at his wrist at his watch. And I'd see his watch, and it was just shiny. You know, it was just stainless steel, his black face. And I'd watch the hand go around. And I'm just a young kid here, but I'm just like, this is really neat. And I look at the little date thing on it, and I remember when he got it cleaned and it got shiny again. And just, I love that watch so much. And so I've always wanted that watch. And the cool thing about that watch is it's timeless. That model watch, it hasn't changed in really over 60 years. It's the same watch. And so my thought was, you know what? I'm going to get a watch like my grandpa's one day. And so I share this with my wife. It wasn't my wife at the time. She was just my girlfriend, but I wanted to bring her in on it. I want her to know that this guy's going places. <laughs> so we went to the jewelry store, and I wanted to show her. She thought we were looking at rings. But I'm like, no, this section, not yet. This section, this over here, over here. And so... But eventually we went to the ring section too, and we did get married. We got her ring on her finger, but now let's talk about the watch on the hand, right? And so I told her, I said, look, you know, this is watch is really special to me, and you know, one day, but here's the rules. I'm not gonna buy it for myself, and I won't receive it from anybody until I'm 40. Again, I'm like 22, 23. And she's like, okay. I'm like, but here's the thing. You need to start stowing away money. Like, make it legal, but you got to figure out a way to come up with the money. You got 28 years or whatever it was. 
But when I turned 40, honey, I was, and I didn't want her to lose the vision. So whenever we went to the mall, we went back, you know, to the jewelry store. I went, this one here. And then eventually I got to a, a place of prominence where the person was like, do you want to try it on? I'm like, yes, right? And so getting to try it on. And so this is going on for a while, and it maybe is a little excessive, but she gets to the point, she says, does your grandfather even know that you have this affection for the watch and the history and the memories? I'm like, no, I'm like, we don't talk about material things or sentimental things, you know? <laughs> and so she's like, well, you should tell him. And so we just happened to be going home for Christmas. And so Christmas Eve, what a great opportunity. And so I go over and I said, now's the time. And so my wife and I, we go over and sit down with grandma and grandpa. And I just, you know, I'm a little nervous going in. And I'm like, grandpa, you know, yeah. You remember that watch you used to have, and it was, it was stainless steel. I mean, I haven't seen it in like 15 years, but I don't know if you must have, you know, sold it or gave it away or something. He's like, oh, Stephen, you know, that's the darnest thing. You bring that up. He's like, you know, that watch, you know, it was up for service, and so I sent it off to get serviced, and when they sent it back to me, it looked brand new. It looked so new. I was like, I'm not going to wear this. This looks too nice. So I put it in the safety deposit box, and it's just been sitting there all these years, but your aunt called me this week, and she said, Stephen, your cousin, he's been doing good. He's stayed out of jail a good part of a year now, and she thought it would be really nice to give that to him for Christmas. And you know, matter of fact, he's probably opening it right now. That's nice. That's, that's nice, Grandpa. I'll be right back. I'm going to jump off a cliff. <laughs> right. I was... Oh, oh, so good. I went to my, my childhood room, literally, and uh, I remember sitting on the bed just, Christmas is over. Like, this is done. When's New Year's? Let's start over. Like, clean slate. My wife gets me out. No, go be nice, you know. Next morning, wake up. Supposed to be doing the gifts with the kids and stuff. No, I don't want to. You know, I'm just, I'm just pouting. You remember the prodigal son, the older brother? Like, that was me. I'm like, I've been with you all this time, right? <laughs> Not even close to jail. I visit the prisoners, right? It's like, I'm like, <laughs> that's funny. My grandpa, he's, hopefully he doesn't watch this. He might, but, and, uh, <laughs> and my aunt, my cousin, they're awesome people. They're really the best people. But, uh, <laughs> hey, and you want to know why I can laugh about it? Because my wife, she worked with the family, and when I turned 40, she made sure that I had that watch. And so there's no hard feelings there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this Christmas, you may not get the gift you've always wanted, but I guarantee you, with all the activity, all the relationships, all the things, there's potential that you could get an offense. You could get offended. And so I want to look at a verse here that's going to allow us, even as we face maybe some of these situ situations, scenarios, that we can keep our peace. Romans 12, 18, it says this. If it's possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Love these three phrases. If it's possible, like there's a qualifier. I like that. If it's possible, right? If you're being, if you're getting hurt, you know, something, call the cops. Like if it's possible, right? If it's possible, as far as it depends on you. We're not talking about the other person, the situation, anything. As far as it depends on you, Live at peace with everyone. So to help us with this, I created our Keep Our Peace Christmas checklist here, okay? So we're going to work through this. I think this is really going to help you. The first thing to remember is this. 
My peace comes from Jesus, not from my family. People don't give you peace. People can't take your peace. Our peace comes from Jesus, so if our peace comes from Jesus, then we can extend it to others, but we don't need them for it. Right? We can be peace givers, but they aren't peace providers. Our peace comes from Jesus. Romans 5.1 says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We've been justified through faith. Justified. We've been made right through faith, not in our own doing, but in faith in Jesus Christ, we've been made right. So by putting our faith and trust in Jesus, we become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. When God sees us, he sees us through the lens of his perfect son, Jesus. So we've been made right. And so when you know that God sees you that way, that's your standing with God. Man, we can have peace because we have peace with God. But then it says through our Lord Jesus Christ, right? He's also our Lord. We're following him. He has our best at heart. And so when we're following him or aligned to his ways, we're going to have peace and rest in our soul. We get out of alignment, we're going to lose peace. The Bible says don't steal. If you robbed a bank this week, I would hope you're kind of feeling a little funny right now, right? I hope you don't have peace right now. But when we follow under the Lordship of Jesus and do his things his way with his strength, like we can have peace because we're in right stand, we feel right with him. And so here's the thing. We want to keep short accounts with God and man. We want to be quick to repent when we know we've done wrong or doing wrong to turn the other way. But also when somebody offends us, hurts us, does wrong by us, we want to be quick to extend that forgiveness to them. And we're quick to repent and quick to forgive. Oh, we are able to maintain our peace. That's the power we have as Christ followers. For some of you, this is the first Christmas going in that you are a Christ follower. Your first Christmas a Christian. Your first time going back into that family setting, that family gathering. For some of you, maybe you're the only Christian in your family. And then for a lot of us, we're minorities. Like we go in and we're, we're outnumbered. But once you have the right mindset, knowing who you are as you go in. Again, your peace comes from Jesus, not your family. And his favor is resting upon you. You're favored by God. You're a son or a daughter of the Most High King. You're a new creation in Christ Jesus. You may not be where you want to be, but you're not where you were, and you're not better than anybody. Hopefully, you're just saying you're better than you used to be. There's no affirmation deficiency that your family, your parents, your siblings can fill because you're already filled up by the Holy Spirit. You've been chosen by God and adopted into his family, so you get to operate on another plan because your, your Lord, your Father, your King is of another kingdom, so we can live above the fray. We don't have to get pulled down into petty arguments because we have our identity in Christ. So if you go into this week knowing where your strength comes from, knowing who you are, you have the ability to live above whatever offense can come your way, but not in our own strength. Psalm 29, 11 says this, the Lord gives strength to his people. That's you, his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. So you know going in, you're his people. And he's gonna give you strength and he gives you peace as you go in. So I have a little bit of a family gathering game plan. I just want to run by you here, make it real practical, give you some tools as you're going into these settings of how you can approach it with a good game plan. First thing is, remember, it's his strength and his peace. So we want to stay close to him. So I'm going to stay prayed up. I'm going to stay prayed up going into these gatherings. So before you even go, it's like, okay, this week I'm going to spend five minutes each day just praying. All right, Lord, help me to represent you well. Help me just have peace. Help me not react. Help me not get provoked and stirred up. And so you have that. And when you get to that family gathering, you're there. And you're, and you're like, okay, 
Jesus, you're my plus one. I need you going into this. You might need to make the water closet a prayer closet, right? You might need to evacuate sometime. I'll be right back. Be right back. Right, a water closet, that's a British toilet, if anybody had a question about that. But you might need to pull away and go pray, you know? Why is mom going to the bathroom so much? I don't know, but she seems really happy. You know, she, she, she knows where her peace comes from, right? And so we stay prayed up. Next is, I'm going to go in on mission. I'm going to go in on mission. This is a mindset, how you go in. If any of you have been on a mission trip, you know when you go, you're going to sow and to serve and to give. You're not going to take and receive and be affirmed. Like you're not gonna go on a mission trip and be like, man, those people offended me. They would not listen to what I had. No, it's never the mindset because you're going to give and to serve. When you're going in on mission, it just sets you up for success because you're going to serve. That's the next point, I'm going to serve. This is so big. When we're self-serving, we're always going to be disappointed. When we go and look into serve, we always win. If your mindset is to serve, there's no way you can lose if you stay in that posture. And also when we serve, we're able to sow in value and love to these relationships. People don't feel what we feel. They feel what we do. They can't see inside. They only see what we do on the outside. And so any opportunity to serve is an opportunity to communicate love and value. So you go in, I'm going to serve. And then I'm going to celebrate others. Right, I'm going to turn everything around. It's not about me. It's about others. I'm going to build others up. If someone else is getting complimented, I'm going to get on that compliment train and build them up even more. I'm not going to sit back and be like, what about me? No, I'm going to celebrate others. Next, I'm going to be generous. Be generous. Give good gifts. Right? The budget's great, but blessing somebody's better. Right? It's just give good gifts. And then when you go to dinner... You know, the table gets a little long sometimes with those going out to eat, but get the check. Right? Don't have the dinosaur arms. I get, oh, thanks, Dad. You got it. Okay. I was almost there. Like, I just cramp. I just should have stretched first. But, <laughs> but no, be looking to give. Be a giver. You'll feel good about it later. Not in the moment, but later you'll feel, you'll feel better about it. And then finally, I'm going to be hard to offend. Just going with this part. I'm going to be hard to offend. I know what's coming. I know there's chances. It could. I'm going to be hard to offend. So that's, that's our game plan. And we have a good plan, but usually the plan gets thrown off, right? When you find out the watch went to the cousin, the game plan is kind of, it just takes <laughs> a little detour. But Mike Tyson should not be quoted often in church, but there's something that he said that I think is so spot on regarding this. He says, everybody has a plan until... <laughs> they get punched in the mouth, right? <laughs> so good. But here's the thing. We know a hit might be coming, but so did Jesus. Jesus is so far in front of this, he's gonna help us here. Because the second thing on our keep my peace Christmas checklist is, even if wronged, I will supernaturally respond in peace. Even if wronged. So Matthew 5 really helps us with this. Matthew 5, 38 through 41 this is Jesus talking. He says, you've heard it was said, eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. If anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat. Or some of your versions say your second shirt as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Jesus is telling us exactly what to do when we do get punched in the mouth. He literally calls it out. Here's what you do. 
when you're insulted, when you're accused, when you're inconvenienced. When he talks about turning the other cheek, he says if someone strikes you on your right cheek, his audience would know what he's talking about there. You might be thinking about a blow, but no, it's this. Because you can't, most people are right-handed. You can't hit on the right. It's a, it's a backhand. It's an insult. It's when somebody dismisses you, belittles you, insults you, disrespects you. What do you do? You're like, what else you got? That doesn't bother me. Hurt people hurt people. What's wrong with you? Right? You're a bother, remember? So he's just saying, just turn the other cheek. Or he says, when anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, he says, give them a second shirt. Give them your second coat. He's saying, if somebody's taking you to court, see if you can settle it relationally before you go down this path. If there's a way that you can save the relationship by maybe just adhering to whatever they're saying. Remember, the goal is the relationship not being right. And so it may be a situation, this is hard to hear, where they could be wrong, but you're still like, okay, you're right. Ouch, that's hard to do, right? But what's the goal, being right? Winning the argument? No, the goal is the relationship. And then finally he says, when you're inconvenienced, when you're forced to go a mile, go with them too. So again, his audience knows what he's talking about here. His audience, right, a Jewish citizen under Roman occupation, a Roman soldier could ask the Jewish citizen to carry their bag for a mile, and they were required to do so. And so, can you imagine this? So, carry my bag, okay, you know, one mile, and then finish the mile, get to the mile marker, and the guy's like, okay, get my bag back. And you're like, no, it's okay. Where, where do you live? Is your house, is it down the way? Well, we can keep going. And then you just keep going with their bag, and this person's like, what is wrong with this person, <laughs> right? The script's been flipped. The relationship's been changed, and this person is walking this entire mile with you, and they're saying, what would provoke someone to do this? That's what Jesus is after. Whether it's the second cheek, whether it's the second shirt, whether it's the second mile, so that they're saying, what is it about this person? In that moment, they, in the first cheek, the first shirt, the first mile, they might see you. You can even have a good attitude. But in the second, that's where they see the Jesus in you. How much would you love if your family said, hey, can you sit down? Can you tell me about your Jesus? You'd be like, yes. I've never had that happen. Here's how I want you to think about this going into this week. Every time you're insulted, every time that you are uh, accused, every time that you are inconvenienced, it's as if they're saying to you, hey, tell me about your Jesus. And you have an opportunity to not just tell them, but to show them. Because we all know that actions speak louder than words, and our reactions speak louder than our actions. So in those moments, you have an opportunity to show your Jesus. So I want you to think about it this way. I want you to be almost anticipating and looking forward to the moment one of these things happens so you've got an opportunity to show Jesus. Don't cause something, but just you're on the offense, offense, right? You're going into it knowing that, okay, I want to share Jesus. When it comes, I'm going to do it. And you're almost excited for it, not in your flesh and strength, but you know Jesus is going to help you in that moment. The next thing, the third thing on our checklist is this. I will invite my family and others to experience God's presence. I will invite my family and others to experience God's presence. Psalm 1611 says, in your presence there's fullness of joy. It's his presence that supplies what no man can supply. We want our family and friends to experience God's presence this Christmas. 
your friends, your family, they need what the world needs. They need Jesus. They don't need to just calm down or be less selfish, to be less dramatic or demanding. They don't need to just drink less or be less angry. They don't need to just get over it, move on, and stop living the past. They don't need to stop controlling things or stop lashing out or living in fear. They need Jesus. Jesus changes everything, including our family. We want to share the gift, God's presence, this Christmas by inviting them to be with us, to worship with us, to attend one of our candlelight services. The Christmas candlelight service is the only service I've ever been able to get all my family to come to. For some reason, it's just, it's inviting. I don't know, Christmas carols, candlelight, cocoa, just what it is, just, it's just warmed up by all the movies and all the songs, and it's just like, you invite them, it's, okay, let's go. It's the most evangelistic opportunity we have all year long to reach people that are far from God, people that would not normally come into a church. You may think Easter, but no, it's really Christmas. Most people, their first time visiting Milestone Church, we find throughout the year, when was your first time? Oh, we came at Christmas, and then we came back in July, in August. And so let's invite our family. Of course, your immediate family, you want to be here. There's just something special. It's been my favorite service my entire life. Even when I was a kid, I remember I loved playing with the wax. Yes, I understand that was, that was part of it. But then just, I just felt, you just feel safe and loved and you see your family there. And, and even as a kid, you sense this is something bigger. I'm feeling something deeper. And then as I got older, still our milestone family, we're gonna have 21 services, 12 here in Kelly. I'm gonna love every single one of them. I'm gonna have experience with my family, right? I'm gonna be there with my family, lighting that candle, singing Silent Night, and looking around here at our spiritual family and just, just taking in the year and just what God's done and just this sense of peace. And for those four or five minutes, it just, it just feels like everything just seems right. And it's a picture. It's a picture of what Jesus is doing. He's gonna write all things one day. And it's just a, a little glimpse of that piece of heaven we experience. And maybe you're missing someone this family and that's a little bit hard, you know, because they're not with you anymore, but... You see those who are with you, and you see your church family, and you're in, united in this moment, and it's really special. I don't want you uh, to miss it, but also, why would we want to share this with others, and they can experience the same, that you can invite your neighbor, your friend, your uncle, your cousin, your who could come and be a part of this with you. So we've tried to create easy invite tools and different things, and you guys are doing a great job of, of getting the word out, and just know we're praying and partnering with you because it's really cool for me to you know, have my family impacted, but I love when I see your family impacted. I get to meet your neighbor and your friends, and then they get touched by God. We hear things. This is like the raw things you hear as a pastor talking to people, and I love sharing this. And it's our first time in an environment like this, and they say things like this. It was a great service. I had a spiritual allergic reaction, right? <laughs> or someone said, I felt like God was trying to get inside of me. <laughs> Like, yes, that was a friend of mine that I invited. Like, he was. That's exactly right. You hit the nail on the head. And a year and a half later, he let God inside of him. I got to baptize him last year. That's what it's all about. I saw Eric last week ushering back here, and I took a picture with him. I said, Eric, I know what I'm preaching on. Can I take a picture with you? I might want to show this. And you see Eric there. I think Eric is just under 12 feet tall. So if it looks short, he's just under 12 feet tall. <laughs> but, uh, so... Eric is an usher lead, but Eric and his family were invited to Milestone Church a few years back to a Christmas candlelight service by their neighbor, Travis. And he invited them, and they came, and they began a journey where they 
whole family got saved and the whole family got baptized and now the same usher, Travis, who invited them, invited Eric to serve on the usher team and then over time, Eric's now taken over that team and leads our Saturday night team. It all started with a candlelight service invite. The fourth thing on our checklist is this. I'm gonna serve others and keep the main thing the main thing. I'm gonna serve others and I'm gonna keep the main thing the main thing. I love the Christmas time. I love family. I love the presents. I love Christmas lights, Christmas movies. I love just the, the feel of it all. I, I love it all. But gotta remember the main thing. The main thing is the God of the universe left the grandeur of heaven. He put on flesh. He wrote himself in the story of his creation, becoming one of us. Right? And he grew up living a sinless life. But then he died a sinner's death on the cross, and that sin that he took on him was our sin. And he died on that cross, and he was buried. But on the third day, he rose again. He rose again, and he commissioned his disciples, he sent his Holy Spirit, and he's been building his church. When Jesus came as a baby, he came on a mission. That mission is continuing on today. So let's not just be a part of this beautiful moment. Let's be a part of this beautiful mission of Jesus to seek and save the lost, to redeem mankind. That's what it's all about. Let's prioritize his mission this Christmas. So the way we can do that practically is these three things. We can invite, we can serve, and we can share. So our team has worked really hard to create a, a little landing page that has all the service times, invite tools, and ways to serve, so it's all right there for you. So I just need to see if it works. So I just need one volunteer per seat. Could you get your phone out? Just one per seat. Get your phones out, we're all gonna do it. Make sure the QR code works here. It's a one-time deal. Pull it up, see if that works. That'll take you to this site, and then you know you have it. Just save it in your, your thing there. And you can see, you can invite to the 12 services here at Keller. It has all the service times broken down there for you. There's also the invite tools for you. And we know that a personal invite is the greatest evangelism. When you actually reach out to that neighbor or that coworker or that family member, invite them and they respect you, man, that's the best invite. So go to those download tools and let that help you. Next, we'd love for you to serve. One way you can serve is opening up your seat on December 24th. Uh, we have all these invite things out, the yard signs. The community, all they think is the 24th. When they're thinking a candlelight Christmas seat, they're just thinking 24th. And so our goal is to open up as many seats as possible on the 24th so when they come, there's a seat for them. And so just asking you kindly, you guys do so well at this every year, by choosing a service outside of the 24th really helps to open those seats. If you got friends, family in town, they're like, we're only gonna be able to come 24th. By all means, bring them, and I'd love to meet them on the 24th. But if you can come earlier, that would help your church family. I'm going to ask you also to serve one, attend one, or serve two, attend two, serve three, whatever, what do you do? But just to serve. Uh, we have a lot of services. We have a lot more serving opportunities. And so on that site, you can just kind of click through and see some things you might be able to come up here and serve for a service. Uh, you're more blessed when you give than when you receive. And so you'd be blessed this Christmas by giving to others. And so come serve, be part of the candlelight services. Just click that. We'll follow up uh, with you. And then another way to serve is when you come. We're gonna be serving thousands, but it's always about the one. I'm always thinking about how do we make sure that every single person here is seen and valued and known and loved and just knows that we care about them. And the way we do that is if when you come to service, whoever's sitting beside you, just take a moment as you're, you're sitting or you're leaving and just introduce yourself. Just maybe ask them, hey, what are your plans for Christmas? How long have you been coming to Milestone? How can we pray for you this year? Whatever you're comfortable with, the person sitting around you let God use you. You could be the biggest uh, just impact in their life this Christmas could be you sitting beside them. And so think about those around you. And finally, share. 
Uh, we know that many people that you love, they aren't local. And so you can share the actual service online with them. And so one thing that's kind of fun is when you attend a service, you can send the link to them and they can attend uh, virtually or online with you. And we've got a great team on our online campus team, uh, Pastor Luke, and they host the services, they communicate in the chat, they serve needs and pray for people. And so your family can actually attend the service with you when you come online. And so those shareable links are on that same site for you as well. Let me recap our checklist here. We're going to check it twice. Number one, my peace comes from Jesus, not from my family. Even if wronged, I will supernaturally respond in peace. I will invite my family and others to experience God's presence. And finally, I'm going to serve others and keep the main thing the main thing. Final story to put a bow on this. It really captures it. It's one of my friend's daughters, Tatum. Uh, her teacher called uh, my friend's parents uh, or my friends this week or two weeks ago. And they said, I got to tell you about something I just saw in our classroom with your daughter. And they're like, well, tell us about it. And so, well, in the classroom, the kids have these whiteboards at their desk where they can write on and stuff. And well, there's a girl in the class that's been a little bit of a bully to Tatum. Her name's Sarah. And on this day, this, this girl, she wrote on her whiteboard, you know, Tatum is mean. Tatum's not nice. Tatum is ugly. And held it up to the class. And, but what Tatum did was Tatum, she went over to this girl and she grabbed her whiteboard and she just erased it. And then she wrote, Sarah is nice. Sarah is kind. Sarah is loved. And gave it back to her. And Sarah just broke down crying. and She said to Tatum, nobody's ever loved me. And Tatum and Sarah are friends now, and that teacher's jaw dropped just like all of ours. <laughs> I was like, is this a movie? Or are you serious? Right? I'm, I'm hearing it from my friend. I'm like, is it really? You see, Tatum's only seven years old. But Tatum has the Holy Spirit. And Tatum decided, as far as it depends on me, I'm going to live at peace with everyone. A seven-year-old filled with the Holy Spirit, how much more should us adults filled with the Holy Spirit be able to respond in peace when those moments come? And we even know so much more how powerful that is. Final verse I want to share with you is really an impartation I want us all to receive. These words are so poignant. Colossians 3, 12 through 15. I'm going to read them to you. Let them get in deep. It says, therefore, as God's chosen people, remember? That's, that's who you are. God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved. Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace, and be thankful. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we want your peace to rule in our hearts this Christmas. God, our goal is that we look back and we know we represented you as best we can with your help to our family this Christmas. God, I pray, Lord, that you would just give us a special grace, Lord, special strength, Lord, from you the end of this week, that it wouldn't just be that we behave good or did good, but that 
our family, they saw you in us. And not just them, that we see you in us. That we have opportunities to, to walk the talk, to really see you and strengthen us, to, to live out these higher virtues that only someone that is your people, that's chosen by you, that your favor rests on, has the ability to live this way. And so we wanna live this way. So God, I pray we receive that impartation today that we're gonna walk close to you. We're gonna represent you this Christmas and we want our family to know you. So God, we pray for just all the invitations that are gonna go out to attend Christmas candlelight services, whether it's neighbors or friends or coworkers, whether it's people joining us online. And God, we make those invitations or they come and God, you meet them right where they're at. You would just leave us in awe this Christmas of those you choose to save and God, we'll give you the glory. We'll celebrate you, Lord. We'll, we'll just be in wonder of all that you're doing. And God, we focus on you this Christmas, your mission, why you came. We're gonna keep the main thing, the main thing, and partner with you in your mission. Lord, use us, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If there's anything we can do to help you in your walk with Jesus, please don't hesitate to reach out through our website at milestonechurch.com. And if you found this podcast helpful, leave a review on the podcast app or your favorite podcast platform. We hope you have a great week.